Rise and shine, Sammy. Welcome to the Winchester Winches Podcast with T Squared. We talk about all things Winchester and supernatural related. That was scary. No one in the history of torture has been tortured with torture like the torture you'll be tortured with. I'm Batman. Warning The Winchester Winches use adult language and discuss adult topics. In other words, we sound like sailors in the middle of Fleet Week. Son of a if you are easily offended, stop listening now. Seriously, we won't apologize or warn you again. I'll, I'll take a, a jacked up Dean Winchester over any 10 other hunters any day. When has death ever stopped the Winchester? Welcome to Winchester Winches. I am T. And I'm Mother T. And oh my God. Well, hey, 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 Texas boys. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? And he, I loved it when he said, God bless Texas. I was like, yes. Oh, I know, I laughed too. Okay, oh. so we have to do the do. Um, uh, it's uh, We're talking about Last Call, which is season 15, episode 7 of Supernatural, uh, directed by Amen Caterali. Oh, I'm really starting to really like him. Yeah, no, he's doing a good job, man. And written by uh, Jeremy Adams. And I, you know what? I don't re- recall that name. I'm sure we've we've talked about I was just going to say, I'm like, do we, have we used him before? Yeah, so um, apparently he has written um scooby natural he was one of the writers on uh, scooby natural yeah and he had a couple nice little callbacks in this episode too and he was a story editor for golden time which was last episode and then he wrote last call so he has not written a whole lot for the show but seems to be doing pretty good yeah oh my god that's pretty funny that he did scooby natural because that thing that it looked like the lagoon monster. <laughs> it didn't it? Yeah. I, <laughs> at first I thought it was a gin because of the blood. You know, because they yeah. had to, they were draining the blood. Um, but there at the end I think it was a gorgon. That's why he had to cut his head off. Its head off, you know, cuz that's what you have to do to a gorgon. You know, Medusa, you had to cut off her head. She was a gorgon. Yeah, so that's and why everybody I was, was like, uh, what's he going to use down there? I'm like, he's Dean fucking Winchester. Yeah. He doesn't need anything. He yeah. don't need no help. Now, I mean, when, when, now I thought the guy's name was supposed to be Leo, but he kept calling him Lee. Yeah, I think he just uh, shortened the name. Um, But if Lee knew Dean fucking Winchester, why the fuck did he leave him alone? You know, I, know. I mean. I'm like, dude, are you that, are you that stupid at this point? But I think, I mean, because of something else that was said, you know, because he said, are you ready to go for the title or whatever? So I think in the old days, maybe uh, good old Lee was the badass. That's what I was thinking, because their 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 fight wasn't, you know, <clears throat> yeah, there was a there's some stuff going on there. You know, 13 years ago when he knew Dean, what, wasn't it 13 years? That doesn't yeah. make sense either, because 13 years ago, he would have been in an episode. We'd have seen him because that would have been season two. Yeah, the the time was a little off, but we don't really know what the time is. Oh I mean, no! Wait have, a minute. Yeah, fifteen he, seasons. He said when Sam was in college. Yeah, because he said, "Wait a minute." I'm sorry. The thirteen years ago was when he said that's when uh that's when Dean said his dad died. Yeah, was thirteen. Years. Was, his last hunt was before when he was off on his own. Yeah. So, um, he wasn't Dean fucking Winchester when Lee knew him. No. He, he was, was just punk Dean, ass kid. Yeah, he was just punk ass kid Dean Winchester. So, yeah, I, I am never amazed by the badassery that is Dean Winchester. Oh my god, him fighting makes me have yeah. issues. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bamf, 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 Dean, B-A-M-F, badass motherfucking name. Yeah. Oh, what up? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, okay, we should, we, I'm, I, I keep saying I need to make it and I just don't ever do some kind of something that I can play that's like objectification warning, objectification warning. Yeah. 
He had uh, that red shirt on. I, I was, know. I was like, oh, here we go. Here when we the go. episode started, and I, I said, "Ooh, red shirt. Okay, I'm good." Um, <laughs> and I, you know what though? I'm gonna, I'm gonna admit something here. And you, you and I talked about this before we started recording, and that is, it was kind of weird for me seeing him on television after meeting him in person. It was even weirder to be objectifying him after meeting him in person. <laughs> You're like, oh, he's such a nice dude. And I know. I'm thinking about all the things that I could do to his naked flesh. What? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, I, I'm sorry I just, Danielle. I'm really sorry. It's just all in my head. It's all that matters, right? It's only right, Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you're, <laughs> you're, wait, no, see, you're objectifying Dean, not Jensen. That's right. That's, that's, that's right. what, that's what I'm Jensen doing. Too, because he can sing. Because hi. Mm, yeah. That was another thing that got me. Oh, wow. So yeah. um, we. When it, he said, uh, when he was, said he was Agent Dukes, I was like, no, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Um, and the funny thing is, is that he, it's almost like he knew Lee was there because, you know, Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. Uh, and that's the song they sang. The huh? There was some inside jokes all over the place. Yeah. I didn't understand how he knew about Eye of the Tiger, though. That's when, yeah. I, that's when I was like, I was with you with the gin, because like, yeah. oh, he wouldn't yeah. know that. So, so yeah, but, but see, we didn't. Uh, so she and I were texting during the program, uh, like we always do. And I said, I thought this was a gin uh, dream for Dean. Um, you know, I was like, what if, what if that's what's going on? I mean, of course, we we all, even my mother, who has never watched an episode of Supernatural before in her life, was sitting in the chair next to me and goes, I think that dude right there, Lee, is a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> She's Well, what well she said, your mama is correct. <laughs> yeah, what she said was, um, well, actually, I think she said, uh, that guy right there, Lee, I think he had something to do with her disappearance. That's what she said. And well, that, as so. soon as he said he didn't recognize her and he'd owned the bar forever and right. that girl was in there all the time, I was like, oh, right. uh oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> yeah. And and then it was a dead giveaway when he didn't want Dean to go to the auto salvage yard. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, anyway, Gorgon, yeah, that that that's totally Dean Winchester one, Gorgon nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um. I loved all the little little pieces that we got, like the Roadhouse rules, which, and then uh, Christian's song was actually playing as yes. as he moved, drove up to the mm -hmm. the Roadhouse bar there, mm -hmm. and of course Swayze, which hello, yeah, that was pretty damn cool, and then throwing him out the door, and the way that I mean it was it was and the window Roadhouse rule. Mm. and the window, yeah, to the window to the wall, <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> I was going on a Terry tangent already. Um, <laughs> the, the, yeah, it was really good. The cool, the cool thing was that I was enjoying the Sam alone at the bunker with Eileen and then Castiel showing up. I was enjoying that side of the, uh, equation just as much as i was enjoying the dean side of the equation i had a little lady boner for cast tonight yeah he was yeah it was yeah it was like what up cast i was like well now angel with a shotgun okay yeah no he didn't well he doesn't trust sergey he at least cast learns i mean he does fuck up quite a bit but at least he learns he knew that he couldn't trust sergey so he made sure he had a ace in his pocket and i wondered who he was calling winchester thing to do I wondered who he called, you know, when he hung up. Yeah, he called Nobby. <laughs> but but I wondered, I I did because I was like, okay, who did he call? You know, um, and I wondered that the whole time. I mean, I didn't, um, I didn't drop that thread. I guess is the best way to put it because I kept going, okay, so who did he call? Who did he call? Who did he call? And now. We know something else, too, that's really cool, and that is that there is a key somewhere in that fucking bunker that opens yeah, a door to Death's library. Well, guess what? I bet that's where we find Jack. Yeah, exactly. I bet uh, he's in he's Death's library <laughs> with Billy. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, I bet. And next week we get Adam. Woo! We sure do. Yeah, I, but it's, he's got all that Michael Snark. 
and it's the winter uh, uh, finale. It's the it, then we go into the Christmas helatus there. So yeah, yeah, we're off till the end of January. Yeah. So whew, yeah, I and and he's not too happy with his brothers, Adam. So no. can't wait for no. that. Yeah, that's gonna no. be cool. No, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. You would have left me. You left me in hell. You, yeah, yeah. Ooh, but... I tried, but I didn't try that hard. But I tried. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I asked Death, but he told me I had to pick between you and Sam. And well, um, sorry, I chose Sam. <laughs> Sam is always gonna win. Sorry. Yeah, Sam's always but gonna it win. Was a, it was a nice little uh thing with uh, Sam though when he was unconscious and he he got to see all the Chuck stuff. So yeah, that was pretty damn cool got too. Got a couple clues. Um. And he saw Amara saying, you know, you're hurt. I'm not going to help you. You can't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Amara. Um, yeah, Emily that Swallow, thing you told me last night. Yeah, mm-hmm. Emily Swallow is now, in case nobody knows, you know, I've been preaching since we started the podcast. Y'all need to be watching Navy SEALs um, or SEAL Team. That's the name of it. SEAL Team. You need to be watching SEAL Team with David Boreanaz. And it's got our good friend. Uh, from Ghost Facers, uh, on there, and sure does. guess who was on there now? Emily Swallow. That's right. And <laughs> well, I mean, it's a CBS show. I was yep. like, oh, but we'll never use her. But eh, it's a CBS show, so yep. it could we might can get her back. But um, she's playing a like physical therapist or whatever that's helping him, helping David Boreanaz get over an injury and shit. And yeah, they um went out on a date this week and it's getting hot and heavy. And of course I was <laughs> I texted Tara and I was like, Guess who's on Navy on SEAL team now? Um uh Emily Swallow, Amara. No, I said Amara's on SEAL team. And she goes, Really? And I was like, Yeah, she's playing a you know, physical therapist that's helping David Boreanis get over a surgery injury from a, sur- a surgery, you know. And she goes, bow, chicken, wow, wow, question mark. <laughs> and I was like, yep. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so, yeah, so they're like, bow, chicken, wow, wow. Um, yeah, you know that David's got to have to pick that up. Mm-hmm. Or or is, uh, it's uh, I don't around, know, here, around here, it's not bow, chicken, it's brown, chicken, brown, gal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway, <laughs> nice. Okay, so that's our first Terry tangent. Um, back to the show. <laughs> I was, I was trying, I was gonna keep count tonight and see how many times. And I... then there was that little Tumblr mention that you know Sam, um, if Sam's interested in a girl, he's gonna die right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Make it five minutes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, oh, and uh, hello, Dean walked away from bacon. Is anybody checking? Is like, anybody checking with you? on him? Need to take some to go. What's yeah, this? he didn't even snatch a piece. Okay, yeah, yes. the the pun I'm was intended. Me. The pun was intended there. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that bartender, that barfly, she wanted him. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I think I think the uh, blonde did too. Tally, I well, think she did too. Well, yeah. But we know. I, mean, listen, I think I think the sheriff did too. <laughs> <laughs> I think he did too. <laughs> You've got the look. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man! So all around, everybody in town wanted Dean. Uh, you know. <laughs> well, you know. Why are we not surprised? Um, <laughs> but so we learned some things. Uh, you know. I think I think the way they did this was really cool because we still got a case, so to speak, you know, monster of the week kind of deal. But we also had some arc stuff going on over on the other side of the equation with Sam and Cass at the bunker and um, what all we found out with the whole God injury thing. Yeah. And also um, Dean caring about shit again is what was necessary as well. So he had his come to Jesus moment as well. Yeah, but then bad shit happened and Lee double crossed him and it was all fucked up and so now all of a sudden but he did say, "Why do you care so much?" He said because somebody has to. Yeah, that's so, our old dean. Yeah, that's our dean. That's our boy right there. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. right. 
Oh, he looked so hot, though. <laughs> All the fight scenes. Oh, yeah, but I, I always, uh, yeah, I love the fight scenes. I, you know, I'm like Michelle. That's one of our winches in the Facebook group. I, for some reason, I just like it when Dean is getting beat up and he's beaten up. And there's something about, here's the thing, okay? Because I've been listening to, um, Family don't end with blood because uh, if you listen to it, it, it it's it's an auto, it's on Audible now too, y'all. It's you don't just have to read the book; you can have somebody read it to you. Um, <laughs> because I, the only time I have time for reading is in the car, so I have to let somebody else read it to me. Um, but when well, I you saw got a, you got a long commute, you might as well. Man. Yeah. So when I saw it on Audible, I was like, hell yeah, I'll use a credit for that. Um, and I've been listening to it and there was a point that somebody want, want, and I, I, I'm really going to fuck this up because I don't remember who it was that said it. Okay. But it was in somebody's chapter and it was one of the fans chapters and they, they made a very valid point and it, I, I didn't realize that that's why I'm affected like I am either, but there's something about watching the boys taking on the bad guys, right, and getting beaten up, and our heroes get beat up, knocked down, but they stagger back to their feet and continue to fight on, and they, you know, they eventually win, of course, but they're, you know, they're broken and bloodied, but they still win, and it's, it's, that's the analogy, you can, you know, apply that analogy to life. You know, it's it it's the whole always keep fighting. It's the you know you're not alone. It's the whole deal. All of those things that we say, um, and and things that apply to the fandom, it, it it's that's the analogy for it. You know, we can do whatever we have to do in our life, um, if we apply the same theory. Yeah, we might get knocked down. Yeah, we might get you know broken and bloodied, but as long as we get back up we can still win. You know, we, we, um, it's the getting back up part. You know, if you stay down and don't get back up, you don't have a chance of winning. Right. So, you know, you've all, you've always got to get back up on your feet and there's something inspiring about watching Sam and Dean in a fight and they get back up and keep fighting. You know, that's, that's what, that's the cornerstone what, of the show. <laughs> yeah, and that's what you know, and that was what I liked about the show. I mean, I had my own personal demons that I battle all the time, and yeah, sometimes they win and sometimes I win, you know. But if if I if I just stayed down on the floor crying in the fetal position, I'm not ever gonna win. You know, I've gotta be able to get back up. And that you know, as long if I don't give up then I still have a chance at winning. But if I give up, then I'm just, you know, broken and bloodied on the floor. So, yeah. And somebody made that analogy in the book, and I was like, exactly. That's totally it. That's, you know, that's what drew me into the show, too. So, yeah. Um, That's why it's, it's heroic to see them getting, you know, beat. they're beaten up. Somebody, and then there's somebody beating up them, and they have to get back up. That's what makes them even more heroic that they they get back up, you know. So that's and that's what makes them sexy. Yep, they just need to have capes. <laughs> you know, where's your cape? Maybe someday Jensen will. Yeah. Oh God, I hope so. God, I hope so. Oh, he's born to be an action star. Just give it to us. I, I'm telling you, I really feel like he's just going to do music from after, you know, he's going to take a break and from acting and do music. And that's OK with me, too. I ordered a, um, a, a so uh, I got one of my Christmas presents early um, uh, and I got a uh, record player. <laughs> so I went in and ordered a vinyl of Radio Company Volume 1. To go I with my new, too. Yeah, I mean, I already had it on iTunes, but I, I, I also saw their post about signing 200 copies. Mm. And I was like, hey, oh, okay. Um, so I bought it for my new 
Mine yeah, I got it. Player. I got the record when it they did the first thing, pre-order. But mm. I still have it. It's so cute. I like it. Yep. Um. Anyway, so back to the thing. Um. So <laughs> that's what is that? Two, three. Terry tangent, and <laughs> and I took you right along with me on that one. Uh, (laughs) it wasn't completely off track it was jensen and he did sing tonight and it was the good old boys that was a good song he was enjoyable yeah it was what we thought it would be yeah because there was a whole discussion in winchester winches and i'm gonna just keep bringing that up because i know that there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that have not joined the group on facebook and you're totally missing out because we we do a lot of discussion in the group um, we have, uh, somebody that is like, um, I don't know, Sherlock Holmes or some shit. Um, Laura Sherlock, because Laura can find anything. I mean, anything, a- anything. We do call her Sherlock for a reason. Yeah. And, and so like, um, she posts, she sees all the news before anybody else. And she posts it in the group. So you always get the new stuff, new information. Um, and we had a whole discussion way back when, because she's a huge Christian Kane fan too. Laura is, yes. and so she knew she posted in the group about Christian Kane coming to the show long before anybody else knew. Uh, you know, and uh, there was a discussion about the song, the song that was going to be sung, and everybody was like, "What do you think it's going to be?" And I was, and I said, "Judging from the clues, it sounds to me like it's the Dukes of Hazard theme song." And uh, a lot of people agreed with me, and sure enough, we were all right. Um, so, and I found it, I'm going to say that I found it hard to believe, okay? Th- that was a little bit out there for me, because they said, uh, John used to play that for them before they'd go on a hunt, and Dean was like, yeah, that's, he, you know, imitating his dad, that's real music, boys. Okay, but... Um, he was more classic rock. Yeah, his dad was a classic rock fan. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's been talked about that Dean, you know, everything about Dean in the, at the beginning of the show was really John. He wore John's jacket. It was his dad's car, his dad's music, his dad, you know, he didn't have anything that was his. And uh, if that's the case, then the classic rock, you know, the the... What is it? Uh, Sam calls it in the pilot. Um, all the the best of mullet best rock. Of mullet. Yeah, you know. So um, there was no Waylon Jennings in that. <laughs> I'm just saying, there was no. there was no way. I mean, Jennings obviously there was some, uh, you know, t- jamming it in there to 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 fit. But I mean, if anything, I mean, at least it's music that is about the same era. Yeah. It just well, may yeah, not be all, all the we, stuff that Dean loved that of his dad's stuff. Yeah, I mean, for all we know, um, they watched Dukes of Hazard back then. You know, I mean, right? So, I mean, and who didn't? I I watched the Dukes of Hazard. I sure did. So you know, I'm just saying. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know. My my jackals is barking at something. I I don't know if y'all can hear it on the podcast, <laughs> but he's barking at something. There's probably a squirrel in his yard or a deer or something. Um, but uh, <laughs> anyway, so the that was a one of those deals where I went, eh, you know, about the song, and then like you uh, said earlier, I was wondering how do you know about the fucking eye of the tiger thing. Um, but you know, that might've been, but they something. were chit-chatting yeah, all night. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. He, you know, you know he told him about they ghost were reminiscing sickness. and drinking. Yeah. And he <laughs> told him about the ghost sickness from yellow fever. So, which was yeah, quite the callback. And, and, I was and, like, yeah. and that's the episode. And that's the episode where he was lip syncing, um, I the tiger. So, um, yeah. you know, he could have just continued on with that, you know? Uh, and maybe the, the part about the cat jumping out at him and he had to check his pants wasn't all the story that he told him. So That was hilarious. Yeah, it was. It was so funny because all he had to do was mention that and I heard him screaming, that's scary! <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, is in our intro. So <laughs> Exactly. Anyway. Yeah, there was, a, there was a lot of good callbacks. 
Yeah, there was. Um, <laughs> when he dove over that bar, when when Dean dove over the bar and he's behind the bar, you know, um, I, and he reached up and he grabbed the shotgun. Every Texas bar has a shotgun behind the bar. Okay, I'm just going to tell you all that. <laughs> I mean, you're talking to someone whose grandmother was was a Texan, lived in Texas, and was a bouncer in a bar. Yes, my grandmother was a bouncer in a bar. That says a lot about me, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it says that we know how you know how to throw a punch. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I'm just going to say it. Yeah. All those bars, they have shotguns behind the bar. Don't fuck up in Texas. Um, so the fact that he, when he went behind the bar, before they even showed a shotgun back there, I was like, yeah, there's a shotgun back there. You know, you know, um, and he, but, but being out of bullets that, you know, that was the whole, that was really, that was a callback to other something else too. That's a pop culture thing. I'm out and I counted, you're out too. Do you feel lucky punk? Um, you know, <laughs> you know I mean, that's, that's a line from a dirty Harry movie. I'm not joking. Um, was it, I, how, I, I can't remember, you know, but basically the line is something along the lines of, was it, was it five or was it six? Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel lucky punk? <laughs> um, but anyway, so, uh, the God bless Texas tickled me no end. The, the whole bar fight was, it was very masterfully choreographed. And the fact that Jensen and, uh, Christian Kane are friends I'm sure made it easy for them to do the whole thing, you know? Yeah, they had a bunch of stuff too. Um, we put it in the Winchester Winches, uh, the actual group that, yeah, if you look at Jensen's Instagram and uh, the Supernatural Instagram, they were going crazy with posting stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. They obviously had a good time. And yeah. then I guess Christian like hung out with Jensen, went home with him that weekend and hung out with his, the family. Oh, cool. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they've, they've been friends since college, like maybe in high school. They've been friends since I was like 19, something stupid, crazy. Oh, see? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, And then we, we, we haven't talked really enough about the flip side of this because um, all the stuff that was going on, when Dean came back at the end, the, the scene there with Cass... You know, um, very. You know, okay. It, it was not talking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was the the very definition of awkward. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, the, and I. I'm sorry. Okay, I have to explain because I, I I don't guess I've told you this. So Misha's panel at Jack's Con. <laughs> somebody asked him if. Uh, and and I don't remember her exact question, okay? But it was something along the lines of, um, you know, Dean and, and Cass have um, had a fight or whatever. And Misha's like, it's a trial separation. <laughs> and, and she said, so do you, do, do you think that they will ever have that profound bond again? And he's like, is that a is that a euphemism for something? Is that I mean, he was, you know, and Misha's just loves to stir yeah, the pot. Yeah, and then and then he said something else along the lines of, you know, um, that he was sure they'd get back together or whatever. Um, and and she said, but do you think they will have that profound bond? And he was like, oh yeah, there's going to be some bondage going on. And and then he realized what he said, and he was like, "Oh God, you know." And he's like, "Hitting his forehead with." I just backed into that one. Yeah, and um, so then somebody in the audience yells, "What's what's their safe word? What's your safe <laughs> word?" And he's and I mean, without even having to think about it, he goes, "Impala." Um, <laughs> and then and then of course everybody's laughing, and he goes, "Well, actually, it's a phrase." And it, it, we actually have a safe phrase, and it's get out of my trunk. Um, and everybody's dying laughing again, you know. So, um, <laughs> but he, she says she thought that Cass needed to give him, um, make it a little harder on him, you know, play hard to get. Don't just come right back and, and suck up to Dean, you know. And um, 
that's not exactly how she said it because he said, so you think he should play hard to get? And she was like, yeah. So um, I'm sure this this episode was already filmed at that point. Okay, it was already shot at that point. But I think it was funny because he sort of told us, you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, and yeah, Dean, I, I'm... I'm a Dean girl, and I can say that Dean was way too fucking harsh with Cass. Well, we we tend to forget that it was so close to when Mary died. I mean, there's no time. It, a bunch of time went by for us, six months. But yeah. for him, it was, you know, three weeks. Yeah, but still, he didn't have to take it out on Cass. I mean, you well, know. He didn't, but, you know, yeah. when Dean is lashing out, he's yeah. not... He's not sweet. No, but still, I'm just saying he was kind of harsh. And if I was cast, I wouldn't forgive him immediately either. So, well, no. But um, <laughs> that scene was very well played. You know, Cass just walks away. It's like, okay, Dan. <laughs> um, but uh, I, Cass. And Sam, when Sam's like, I've been calling you, I've been texting you, Cass is like, I know. He doesn't <laughs> he doesn't explain. He's just like, I know. Um, so I, and he I mean, we learned something in that conversation too, because he said, Did you hear it on Angel, Angel Radio? Radio? And he says, No, that's been quiet for months. Yeah. So Which is next week. Um that's in the title, right? Isn't that heaven something? Um, Let me see. It's our father who aren't in heaven. Yeah, yeah. that's next week's episode. Which, I'm while we're at it, gonna, while we're at it, let's just, it. huh? I'm wondering if they're going to mention heaven because. Well, um, okay, so while we're talking about next week, our father who aren't in heaven it says Sam, Dean, and Castiel's continued search for a way to defeat Chuck leads them to unexpected places and toward unlikely likely allies. Woo! And it is a Richard Spate-directed episode. Mr. Spate! And it is written by, oh, get this, Buck Lemming. Oh, Brad Lord. Buckner and Eugenie Ross Lemming. Who, by the way, has done a pretty good job so far. I mean, they hadn't killed anybody that we cared about except Rowena, and they didn't do that. That was somebody no, else wrote that it. episode. Nope, they actually put the dates up finally. So oh, it is yeah. the 16th of January for 15-9, but they did not give us a title yet. So the 23rd of January, 30th of January, 6th of February, well, 13th episode of February, 15, and then a month off again. Yeah, the episode 59 is the 16th of January, yeah. Yeah, so we've got like a month hiatus and yeah. then and it doesn't go to um Mondays until March. Yeah, March sixteenth. So I'm not sure. Um I, I know we've the mentioned last this six before. Episodes. I know hell? we've I know we've mentioned this before uh in the podcast, but we're not entirely sure that Mondays are gonna be good for us to record. Um right. <laughs> so uh, we may be uh, recording another, you know, we may be still recording on Thursday night or I don't know. We'll we're going to play it by ear. So we'll when the show moves to Monday, we'll just have to let y'all know how it goes, because that's not a good night. I for think me. it's screwing with a lot of podcasts because even the boys over at Crossroads are like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it screws up their entire like monthly schedule. Yeah. And see. Um, well, well, they do other podcasts though, too. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not their only one. Um, but <laughs> I know this sounds like, wah, poor Carrie. Um, but Mondays are like my suckiest day because I have to go into work an hour early, but I don't get off work an hour early because I have to go in early for the staff meeting. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So, so it starts the day with a bitch fest. Yeah. And so, like, I have to get up an hour earlier. It's an hour drive to work. It's, you know, I mean, it's still the, it's an hour drive anyway. But, but you see my point. It, I have to, <laughs> I have to be there for nine hours instead of just eight. Um, and it's cranky. A, yeah. yeah it, Monday is not a good day for me. So, 
by the time I finish watching Supernatural, it's going to be like, okay, damn it, I got to go to bed. Um, <laughs> so, um, I will. No, we not... can always record on Tuesday or something. Yeah, we can. Rec- we, yeah, we could probably record on Tuesday night. Um, and then I could have it up on Wednesday, but uh, I don't know. So we'll just have to play it by ear. If I mean, if you're open uh, and not busy on a Tuesday, we can do it on a Tuesday night. I'm perfectly fine with that. Well, you know, I just work around. I'm uh, I work from home. I do That's what true. I want. <laughs> That's true. But um, see, and I have have December off. I take December off uh, on the audiobook thing. So I I don't start recording again until January. So I have a book. I'm under contract for two more books. So I have one that's that I start recording in January that's due in February. And then I have one that I start recording in February that's due in March. So <laughs> she gonna be busy. Yeah. 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 For the next several months after December, I'm booked. Um, so yeah. I like it like that though. I like I, I like I like having the books stacked back to back so I know what I'm doing. But anyway, so back to there there's another Terry tangent. I don't know why I keep doing that. I don't know. But that's just the way I am. I do that in, in real life too, not just on the podcast. <laughs> My my friend Lori says, any story that I tell takes longer to tell. It takes me longer to tell it than it actually took for the thing to happen. <laughs> because, well, I, because I'm a stickler for the details. So I will explain, you know, I will describe something to you. And it, you know, it will take me forever to explain it. Because I'm describing every little thing. So... <laughs> so yeah, I will, uh, uh, you know, the devil's in the details, and I will detail you to death. Oh, oh, speaking of the devil in the details, so um, I would just like to point out that we got a look at Jared's real anti-possession symbol tattoo tonight. Oh, he actually did it for real? Well, that's what somebody said. I, I just assumed they were right when, because he posted really? Yeah, this has been a while back that he posted a picture of him with that tattoo. And everybody was like, oh, wow, that's a real, that's real. Because he was like on hiatus or something and had that tattoo yeah. on. Yeah. I finally saw, I found, finally saw Jensen's crown on his wrist at the, at the, a couple pictures that was from Jack's con. I was like, oh, there it is finally. Like uh, right above where his watch is. So um, this is our first, this is our first podcast since. JaxCon, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we recorded before I actually got to meet Jensen. Yeah, she said he smells delicious. He does smell delicious. And that was my first question. And and she his, she his, admires and, and, and knows the exact things that we need yes. as, as writers yes. to know what he smells like. Um, And his eyes crinkle. Oh, when he smiles. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> and she said there's really freckles right up to close yes, there. Yeah, hey, hey, what's I going on? The freckles. Oh, um, yeah. So that was awesome. Um, and Jared, it was kind of funny because the, it was, of course, Sunday night. And they had in the four corners of the ballroom, um, they had Jared in, in like if you're facing the stage, Jared was in the back right corner. And um uh, Jensen was in the back left corner. So, J- in other words, Jared had to walk past Jensen's table to go through their exit. And then, still facing the stage, Samantha Smith, Mary Winchester, was on the left of the stage, and Misha was on the right of the stage. And I got Misha's autograph first, and that was the funniest thing, because there was a little girl in line, and she couldn't have been more than eight years old, eight or nine years old, and she, she, I couldn't hear what she was telling him because she, there was somebody between us in line. Um, but she was telling him something and she was very animated, waving her arms while she talked. I mean, she was, she was really into whatever it was she was saying. And he very casually, while still looking at her, reaches over and picks up his cell phone. I mean, she's, she's finished telling the story and he reaches over and he picks up his cell phone and he points at her. 
And he says to her do you, and to her mom, do you mind if I record you and you tell me all of that again? And she's like, sure. You know, so he starts recording and he's like, okay. And she starts in again. And again, I couldn't hear everything. But then she said something and he goes, wait a minute, wait a minute. Could you repeat that? Could you repeat that again? And she goes, yeah, if Sam and Dean, and she got louder, if Sam and Dean would just quit being butts. <laughs> so he was recording, so obviously, so he could show that to Jared and Jensen later of and course. be like, if Sam and Dean would just quit being butts. <laughs> okay, and so then they, the, the mother and the, the daughter walk away. Okay, and I said, because I didn't hear everything she said, I said, um, she was adorable. And I wasn't saying it to anybody. I wasn't saying it to anybody because I'm standing there by myself. I just happened to say it out loud. And, you know, she was adorable. And Misha, <laughs> Misha was signing for the lady in front of me when I said that. He stopped signing and looked up at me and said, she is psychotic. <laughs> And then he That's went back. Misha, yeah, so, so I was like, okay, you know, I there must have been more to that story than I missed, you know. Uh, so, um, and that was just about all of my interaction with Misha when I stepped up there. <gasps> the rest of my interactions with Misha was me holding out the fabric mag magic marker so he could sign the bear, um, you know, and he, he picked a color and signed Misha Collins and I was out of there. Um, then I got back to my row just in time for them to call us to go to, uh, Jared and the whole time, first of all, the boys were late because it was supposed to happen at seven 30. It was, uh, at about eight o'clock. The lady that was up on the stage said, um, I can now inform you that the Dallas football game is over. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently the boys were watching the Dallas New England game. Uh, New England won. Um, <laughs> and I'm a New England fan. Uh, yeah, I don't care. Throw rocks. Judge me. I don't care. I don't care. Your judgment doesn't bother me at all. I love Tom Brady. Um, <laughs> and I'm saying that to the listeners. I know you don't care. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway. And she said, she she was telling us the whole time, uh, I'll tell y'all how this is going to go. I will call you row by row. You know, and she's given this whole dissertation on how she's going to do this. And occasionally I might have to say something along the lines of, row D, go get Jensen's autograph and come back and sit down. She said, because one of our stars, and I won't tell you who, tends to visit and they <laughs> they get lapped. And they will back up the line, okay? And she said, I won't name any names. But then she got real close to the microphone and she goes, but it's Jared. <laughs> <clears throat> and so I'm pretty sure that somebody told her, I mean, told him what she said because Jared got in there and it was like the Indianapolis 500. I mean, I, you go, know, go, 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 yeah, go, yeah, go, yeah. Go, what go. she said, what she said tripped his competitive thing just it really does have yeah. one too though Whoop. yeah oh yeah um and like i mean everybody was just he was signing and sending you on your way um and, and when i got up there um the the lady handed him the bear oh wait i forgot the part about matt cohen signing the bear okay so <laughs> so this is a little side story so when matt cohen signed my teddy bear matt cohen picked red he flipped the bear upside down and he signed it with Matt in big letters C, which apparently that's how he signs everything and a little heart. But he did it on the bear's butt and he put a little dot in the center of the C and turned it his, the C of his name into an asshole for my bear. <laughs> now, the lady that was sitting next to him while he was doing this leans over to and says, are you doing what I think you're doing? And he goes, I'm only doing it before somebody else does. He goes, yep, very proudly and says, I'm only doing it before somebody else does. And so I told this story to everybody. I even told this story to, to Tara. OK, and um, everybody, me included, um, agreed that it was he was either thinking he was beating Jared or Misha. Well, 
I expected it from Jared since Misha didn't do it. <clears throat> so when I got up there to Jared and I said, uh, I have fabric markers. You can pick whatever color you want. And Jared goes, I'm going to take red. And I huh? said, well, I feel like I should inform you that Matt Cohen also used red. And he goes, well, I always go with red because it's three-fifths of my name. <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. I laughed. He laughed. Um, and he already had signed his name. And I said, thank you. And I, you know, there was kisses blown. And I walked away. Um, then I got over there with Samantha Smith, who, by the way, is the sweetest person you will ever meet. Okay, she is just lovely. I love Mary Winchester. Um, so I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, I also had a great interaction with Kim Rhodes, who says apparently who uh, when I said the name of the podcast is Winchester Winches, she was like, "Oh, that's you guys." So apparently, Kim Rhodes listens to the podcast. Hello, Kim. Um, <laughs> please come on the show. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, so uh, Samantha. She was like, oh, he's so cute, talking about the bear. And I said, thank you, I made him. And she said, oh, she said, I am not, I could not make anything like that. She said, I, the only thing, I, I'm not crafty at all. She said, all I can do is knit. And I was like, I can knit. She said, you do? And I said, yeah. And that was about it. She'd already signed her name, and that was the end of it. <laughs> so she said, oh, he's, but he's so cute. And I said, thank you. And, you know, we, I walked away. Okay, so then I was in line for Jensen. Now, this is how bad Jared lapped everybody, okay? Because as you can tell, I was done with Jared, went to Sam, okay? And then when I got over to Jensen's table, by the time I worked my way up in line, Jared was finished signing for everybody <laughs> and got up to leave. <laughs> so he had to walk. He's like, bye, y'all. I'm going to get a beer. <laughs> yep. And he had to walk right in front of me, me and the lady in front of me, you know, stepped stepped back, you know, and let him walk between us to go out the door. So <laughs> I had another close. Oh, look, it's Jared Padalecki walking right in front of me. Um, <laughs> so um, then um, we get up. I, I finally get up to Jensen's table and he's so sweet. And he's so good looking. And I kept my cool, people. I did not lose my shit. I did not fangirl. There is not a uh, restraining order <laughs> in place. Um, <laughs> it was good. Um, anyway, so um, <laughs> Jensen, um, the, the lady that took the bear that she, you know, when, when he's, he's working with the person in front of you, there's a lady there that takes your stuff. So that he's ready to sign it. Okay. And she was holding the bear and looked at me expectantly. And I said, um, I have fabric markers uh, to sign him with. And I've just been letting everybody pick the color they want to use. And she said, oh, okay, well, then I'm not even going to hand him the bear until you get the opportunity to explain that. She said, because as soon as I hand it to him, he's going to sign it with a Sharpie. <laughs> I said, okay. So... When he was done with the lady in front of me and I stepped up, I said, I have fabric pins to sign the bear with. And he was like, oh, okay. So then she hands him the bear and I said, so pick your color. And he chose blue, um, the dark blue. And I started explaining that one end, one end is a fine tip marker and the other end is a bold marker. And the one with the black line is the fine tip. And he said, okay. And he took the cap off and said, oh, that's the, he said, oh, okay. And he took the cap off of the fine tip, put the cap back on and flipped it over and had the big, bold marker. Okay. The big, bold marker. Everybody else had the signed big, with the fine man. tip. Yeah. Everybody else, everybody else signed with the fine tip end. Okay. Jensen flipped that bear over, fixing to sign his ass. And the woman next <laughs> to him, and the woman next to him said, Matt Cohen already did it. And he went, ooh. <laughs> so it was Jensen that would have signed the ass of the bear. So he, he flipped the bear. But, yeah, he flipped the bear back over and very boldly wrote Jensen Ackles right across his face between the eye and the ear <laughs> with that bold marker. <laughs> and I said to him, okay, so everybody, this is what I told Jensen. I said, 
I am an on-air personality at a classic rock radio station. And he smiled. And I said, and in that capacity, let me tell you that I loved your album. Hmm. His eyes lit up. His smile got bigger. I mean, pure joy washed over him. And he said, thank you so much. And then I said, yes, me and my co- my podcast co-host uh, reviewed the album on the podcast. And he said, really? And I said, yeah. And he said, what's the name of the podcast? And I said, Winchester Winches. And he was like, I love the name. And I said, thank you. And I said, we compared your music to Kenny Wayne Shepherd, And his eyes got big. Like, what? You know. And I said, and Stevie Ray Vaughan. And he was like, no. And I said, yes. <laughs> I said, in that whole bluesy rock kind of way, that's what, you know, we thought it sounded like. And he was like, thank you so much. I mean, it was just no. genuine. Yes. And I was like, thank you so much. And I took my bear and I walked away. So there you go. That was my thing and my conversation with Jensen Ackles. And I was so happy that I made him smile. That was the best because he makes me smile all the time. So <laughs> so the fact that I could make him smile twice, I was like, yes. So there you go. And for all I know, he's listening to the podcast now because... <laughs> I told him the name of it. He's going through looking for the one where we reviewed the album. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. So if you're listening, Jensen, we would love to have you on the show. <clears throat> yeah. You can't wait for album number two. Because, just, you know, just just send us an email. WinchesterWinches at gmail.com. Imagine. You'd be like, That's a lie. That's a lie. That's not him. I know. I know. I would be like, what? No way. Um, and also, I think I've already told y'all, but I've been talking to uh, Lynn Zabernis, who um, wrote uh, Family Don't End With Blood and uh, Fangasm and all of those great books about the uh, supernatural fandom. And she is wanting to come on the podcast. She's agreed to come on the podcast. So, yes. Yeah, so um, we're working out uh, a schedule when she can come on. And we're very excited uh, I mean, I mean, I fangirled so bad over her when I, when I saw her. I was like, oh, my God, you're you. And she was like, yes, what? You know what? Um, so, yeah, that was cool. Um, and um, it was it, I'm telling you, JaxCon, it changed my life. It was it was a life changing experience. It really was. It was so great. So. And Kim and Brianna were awesome. And, I mean, Brianna is beautiful, people. In person, they they make her look rough on the show. They have to because she is, like, pure, ethereal, angelic. I mean, all of those words, I mean, she's just that beautiful. And Kim is just well, she's gorgeous too. Okay, there's but but the point is Kim is she was just like what 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 I'm looking for a word and I can't even come up with one because she is just over the moon excited. It's just like she's contagious. You know what I'm saying? Her joy, so her adorable. happy, her excitement, it just it's contagious and you can't help but catch it. And it's just awesome. I mean, just awesome. <laughs> but anyway, so there you go. They're so cute together. Whenever yes, I are. see their post, yes, they are. Um, so and and in the in the book that I'm listening to, Family Don't End with Blood, Kim talks about when she met Brianna, and it's really cool. So they're like sisters. They're, they're yeah, their friendship is real, y'all. It's real. So it's not it's not just make believe for the stage and the cameras. No, it, yeah. it's real. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so this was a great episode. I loved it. Um, I mean, I don't want to give it a letter grade or nothing. Um. Well, it was uh, it was a little indulgent, but um, I think in the long run, it was exactly what Dean needed mm-hmm. to show that what he does matters. And and they had to do that. They had to give. They had to take one episode to do that. Yeah, because, they gave one to Sam, and they gave one to him. Yeah, 
And and well, and the point being, you know, once they showed us that he wasn't okay, and that he he was going, why the fuck am I even doing this? Mm. Um, he, they had to show us that he was, you know, why that he was okay with doing it, and that he gets it now. You know what I mean? He, they had to show us the flip side of the coin. So yeah. I'm glad they did, and I'm glad they did it this quick. I expected Eileen uh, wants to climb that jungle gym of Sam yes, as well. She does. Did you see her face when he reached over and took her hand? Oh my God. They was fixing to go bow chicka bow bow. But then yeah, Cass that, came that in. was going and then, you know, Cass interrupted. I'm just saying that, you know, Sam should have put the sock on the fucking door. <laughs> Dude, they were going to go have some fun, quote unquote. Yeah. 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 Ooh, and yeah, she yeah. was like, I've, I've, I've got ideas. He was like, oh. And you know what? You know what? She already died, so she could get some of that. <laughs> she's, you know, she's back. That's true. <laughs> I got so tickled. I got so tickled when she, when she told Sam, I've got better. <laughs> you got better from death? Okay. Yeah, I got Only better. supernatural world. And Sam, Sam's response was, it was a one-time deal. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I was listening to the boys and I think they missed that part. What? Because they were like, well, why don't they do, why don't they use it for, um, I mean, I, I get it. Why didn't they use it for uh, Master Chow, but for Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but it was a one-time deal. Well, that's what I mean. Because I'm like, well, that, well, if they were going to do it, they would have given it to Kevin, the kind of thing, but. Well, she was just there. Yeah. But also, uh, Kevin has a different show now. <laughs> oh, he I think, does? I think he's on a different CW show. I think that's... Oh, that's thing. right. He's on... Um, not The Flash. But it, it, he's he's in one of the superhero shows. Yeah. 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 I love Osric, though. I really, really love Osric. And he's got a chapter in Family Don't End It with Blood, too. So, he's a sweetie. Yeah, he is. Um, anyway, so, uh, gosh, is that it? Oh, my gosh, we've been talking for an hour already. Uh, yeah, I mean, wow. Well, we, had, we had some con stuff in there, but. Yeah. I mean, the episode was just, it was a really good, solid episode. It was it was exactly what was necessary, and it, and it actually moved the plot along. And, yes. It's a it's a it's necessary. a combo. It was a combo episode, and uh, Cass Cass was badass. Yes, he was. Wow. Yeah, that Sergey though. I I I'm like, oh, he I knows don't the like him. That's not good. That's not good. Oh oh, and Eileen didn't like Sergey either. I was like, go girlfriend, when she oh, slammed yeah, she him up to get the door. The gym, yeah, door. I was and, like, <laughs> and she was like, fix him or I'll kill you. And he's like, kill me, and he won't get fixed. And I was like, but he's not getting fixed either way. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if I if if I was Eileen, that's what I would have said. Yeah, but he's not getting fixed either way. So, what have I got to lose? Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Cass had that shit under control. I don't know who that picture was. Must have been his niece that he was supposed to have been with for the weekend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, he's like, (laughs) I mean, he didn't hesitate. See this picture? Yeah, bitch, we got your number. Um, So, yeah, and good old Nobby. (laughs) He's good for something, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's good that he's still out there. Yeah. And and you know that means that they're he's gonna surely they well yeah he's he I forgot he is gonna be back because Jim Beaver talked about being on set and it's an episode with Jody too yeah so right now again too so I'm like oh Jody's gonna be in a couple oh and I also oh I need to I need to um share something uh something somebody asked Misha about the ending of the show at Jack's mm-hmm. Con. And Misha's response was, um, uh, and I'm I'm trying to remember exactly, but basically what he said was that it was a happy ending, but it was going to make you cry too. Oh, great. So, and I was like, yeah, but dude, y'all make us cry all the time anyway, so 
we're going to be a bawling mess. Yeah. Well, but but it'll be more about the end of the show than it will be how they end it. You know what I mean? It's, and then it'll be a 50% uh, people are going to hate it and people are going to love it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I'm I really feel like it's going to be I think they're one, gonna leave it one or the other. Yeah. Well, I really feel like it's going to be one way or the other. You're either going to hate it or you're going to love it. There's not, not going to be any in between. No gray area. No. I'm, and I'm as long as they don't Game of Thrones that shit, I'm good. Well, that's, yeah, don't. They got to bring it, man. Yeah. Even if we don't like it. And I think that it should be as far away from fan service as possible. I do too. I think they need to just do it however they mean to do it. Um, dance like nobody's watching, man. You know? That's right. Yeah. And write, it for, write it for the show, not for the fans. Right. And as long as they're true to the show, the fans will be happy. Exactly. So, but anyway, yeah, he was like, it's going to be a happy ending, but you're going to cry too. So I was like, well, uh, I, I'm, I'm well aware that I'm going to cry my fucking eyeballs out, but yeah. And it was more like the, it was more about the way he said it because he was like, eh, it's going to be a happy ending. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, um, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's- and and Misha lies a lot too, so yeah, you, know. so you can't tell with Misha. You never can tell. So there's that. But anyway, um <laughs> So we have one more episode and then we have a little hiatus. Right. And if we can can figure out how to how to get our our good our new good friend right. on the show. Yes, I would like uh, to be best friends with Lynn. I just you know, just saying <laughs> I want to be best friends. I'm sure with that we have quite a bit of information that we can get out of our lovely Lynn. We and you know what too? I have a job for you, okay? Because I tend to go overboard a lot. So, like, when we do finally get her on the show, please call me down, okay? Because we do not... I I really don't want her to be like, okay, I got to get a restraining order against her. You know what I'm saying? I just don't want her to be like, okay, she's freaking me out just a little bit. So... I, you have to go. Well, I mean, we have to think of a code word so you can just say it, and I'll be like, "Oh, shut up, <laughs> Poughkeepsie." <laughs> you need to say Poughkeepsie, and I'll be like, "Okay, shutting up, <laughs> <laughs> shutting up now." <clears throat> down, girl, down. Yeah, yeah, Poughkeepsie. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, and of course, I'm sure she'll catch on, but <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you you're gonna have to go Poughkeepsie and calm me down. So there you go. That's what we're working on behind the scenes. Um, we're we're hoping to get her for one of our winter helatus episodes. And we have uh, uh, Mr. Jake Abel back. Oh yeah, next week Jake Abel's back. Ooh boy. Yep. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting. Can't wait. Michael's to see. been uh, pissed off in the cage for a whole lot of time. Yeah, buddy. And I, I, if there's anything Adam, anything of Adam left in there. Now, I'm, you know, he ain't going to be happy either. No, <laughs> there's, there's one little trick here that um, has me wondering, because here's the thing. They cannot kill Chuck. Because well, remember, when Amara, when Amara was trying to kill Chuck, the world was going to end. Remember, the sun was going dark and everything was. Yeah. You know, remember yeah. all that shit. So uh, they can't kill Chuck because if they kill Chuck, the world ends. I know. So, um, yeah, I think they're going to, I really, the only thing I see being able to happen is them putting him in the cage. Well, that's what I'm thinking. They've got to put him in Amara's cage. That's the only way. I'm pretty sure that's the only way. That's the only way this can end happy without the world coming to an end. Yeah, but the problem is that we got the mark of Cain. Oh. Yeah, but um, I think this, you know, okay. So remember how that played out. Dean can't have it again. Remember, because when they were going to put Amara in the cage, remember Sam stepped up and was going to take the mark. Remember, remember, remember. Mm, No, I didn't. Yeah, so because, you know, Dean couldn't do it. Not again. So because apparently you can only have it once. So Sam stepped up. 
because I remember uh, going, <laughs> everybody in my room, in, in the room watching it with me because I was watching it with Lucy and Randy. And when Sam stepped up going to do it, everybody in the room went, <gasps> and I was like, what? Y'all didn't see that shit coming? Because I saw that <laughs> shit coming. So, uh, you know, I mean, yeah. hello. I mean, I don't know if somebody else can carry that. Uh, no, know. it's going to, I know it's going to be Sam, man. Sam is going to step up because he, you know, they he didn't have to do it then. They didn't put her back in the cage. Yeah. So Sam, it's going to be Sam. Sam's going to step up. He's going to take the mark so they can lock up fucking Chuck. And that's going to be the, you know. That's going to be how it ends. That's why. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just feel like that's what's going to happen. But I could be oh, wrong. Could be. I could be totally wrong. I, I've i been wrong oh before. God, it's so hot when Jared's a bad guy, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Dean is hot. To, hotter. Well, was, Dean's hot all around for me. But Dean but is hot the, when he's a badass. Dean is hot when he's a badass. His is no... No conscience, Dean is cold and hot. When when Sam is evil, whoo. see and see for me, Dean is hotter oh, when Sam. he's badass, and Sam mm. is hotter when he's a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, Solo Sam. I'm sorry. Oh I, yeah, I had I had many hot flashes when it was Solo Sam. But you know what? He he wasn't evil then. He just didn't. He had no empathy. Empathy, Sam. Empathy. 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 <laughs> yeah, but like when he's Lucifer, like these little flashes that he's getting from. Yeah. yeah. Even if it's a stupid white suit, it's still whoa. Yeah, I don't like the white suit. It makes him look like Colonel Sanders. I know, but oh yeah. god. Yeah. But it's it's so funny how he can flip that switch. And I want to say that Jeffrey Vincent Paris, who played. Asmodeus, the one we called Colonel Sanders, he looks so much hotter when he's not in a white suit. I'm just saying, because at JaxCon, yeah, dude's hot. When he was in that outfit, he reminded me of um, Humperdinck's henchman from Princess Bride. (laughs) (laughs) The six-fingered man. (laughs) Oh, and see, I just all I thought about was Colonel Sanders. Yep. Anyway, and and uh, uh, yeah. Okay, so we've rambled enough. We've talked about the episode. Everybody, yeah, we're gonna go. So a thumbs up. We enjoyed it. Yeah, two Thank thumbs you, up. Thank you, Christian Kane. We're so glad that we could yes. have you show for just one episode at the very least. Even if they made you a Sorry, bad guy, we had to make you a bad guy, but we knew it was coming. Yeah. But hey, you're dead on Supernatural. You know what that means. <laughs> Not really dead. <laughs> Although he did stick a pool cue into your gut. So Yeah, but nobody ever really dies on Supernatural. <laughs> Even if there is what? Um what? Ah, shut up. Oh, oh god. Oh, there's 11, 11, 12 episodes left. <gasps> oh no. Okay, so I guess it's time. Peace out, bitches. Bye. Good night, Chuck. Night bitch. <laughs>